I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Quick reminder, if you guys don't know, we're doing a giveaway at the end of the year, which is coming up so soon. If you like the podcast, you're enjoying it, please leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Screenshot that you left a review, send it to our Instagram page, and you can be entered to win our giveaway. We're giving away a bunch of PR, unused brand new PR that we have. There's a full-size YSL perfume in there, a full-size Urban Decay all-nighter setting spray, full-size Kate Somerville products, and more. So definitely go check that out. This will go until December 31st. So get on top of it and then we'll announce it after the new year. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today, we have our monthly What Would Your Bestie Do segment where you guys send in your problems, your questions, and we do our best to give some advice. So the last couple of What Would Your Besties Do, we've done themes and we did a little theme for this one. It's around the holidays. So we're going to try and answer questions related to holiday-specific situations such as giving gifts, spending time with family, spending time with in-laws, stuff like that. So thank you for everyone who sent in your questions. We are excited to hopefully help you out and guide you to the best of our abilities through those scenarios. Amazing. And first, we'll catch up, do our peaks of the week, and then we'll hop into the WWYBD. Yes. Okay. What have you been up to, Kara? 
Yes. Updates here. I kind of wrapping up doing no spend November. I made this up. I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it because I really didn't want to do a bad job. But I don't know. I was just, I saw everyone doing no spend September and knowing that the holidays were among us, they were going to creep up on us. I wanted to try and not spend as much money this month. So I really was trying to cut back on eating out, really trying to test myself on getting coffee. I really only got coffee, I think once because I met up with a gal uh, who was in my industry and we networked. So I even got to put that on my business card. So I'm like, is that spending? I don't know. But it definitely challenged me to think of free activities to do with my friends. And I was even telling my friends that I was doing No Spend November. So shout out to my friend Kenzie. I told her that I was doing this. So like I couldn't go out to drinks or go out with her this month. And that's kind of like her favorite activity. (laughs) But she texted me and she's like, do you want to go walk around the zoo? Because the zoo is free in St. Louis. And I'm like, oh my God. Pop off Kenzie for knowing that I was doing No Spend November and like coming up with a solution so we could hang out. So yeah, I think that was a good challenge for me because especially with all of the sales and things right now, it's just like so impulsive that we just buy stuff that we think we need. And I think it's been really good to just challenge myself and be like, do I really need that? One of the ones that we talked about last month was like Uggs and like all these different shoes and trends and stuff. And I think it was good for me to pause and not just like impulse buy things. And also I wanted to do this because like we had mentioned in last month's What Would Your Best to Do? I have been considering buying a couch and that's expensive. So I wanted to kind of save up for that. Lots of things I'm trying to save for. So was just not trying. You're putting off the short term so that you can reward yourself long-term. Yes, exactly. So it's been a fun challenge. I know my friend, he's a financial advisor. And one of the first things he does when he gets new clients, he makes them write down every single purchase that they do on a pen and paper. So he'll give them like a little mini notepad and a pen. He's like, keep this in your purse, keep this in your back pocket. And for a month, write down when you're going to go buy something and First of all, it's like a good test to see where you're spending your money. But second, you'll find that you don't spend as much because you're like, oh, do I really have to pull this pen and paper for a coffee that I don't need when I have coffee at home? So when I was doing this challenge, I was kind of thinking of that. Like there was one day where I just really wanted to go get a matcha because I was just dragging. And I'm like, do I really want to go in my head, write down $7 spent on a matcha when I know that I can just do this challenge for a month and not go buy that? So... I love that. I'm proud of you. Writing really does help because of course with New Wave, every if it's a business, you have to you know actually watch things and account for them. So every single expense that I buy with New Wave, I've had to keep track of. Mm-hmm. And that has made me much more aware of things. Just finished reading Atomic Habits and that can kind of work in the reverse way too. He talks about if you're trying to reach a big goal, you have to like do the little milestones along the way. And I didn't really intentionally set out to do it this way, but I realized I'd been doing it all along one of my goals for the year is the 200 yoga classes. And I made this cute little chart in Notion, which is like that organization app I use. And every time I do a yoga or a bar class or sculpt, I guess, I go in and I write it down, the date, the instructor and the location. And so it feels like a little win every single time. I like get so excited. I walk out of class, pull up my little chart and type it in. And it's helped me, I don't know, keep the motivation going rather than just being like, oh, I just get to check the 200 box once I'm all the way done. Right. So that was actually going to kind of be my peak of the week is... I'm at 185 out of 200 classes now. So I feel relieved because I'm like, okay, we can finish this before the end of the year. I mean, I've known I was going to finish it, but I was scared for, no, I was like, what if I don't, don't get it? No, that's really great. I'm excited that you're going to hit it. Thank you. 
Oh, actually one last peek. I got these booty bands and Clay gave me some booty band exercises and I've been loving them and inspired. And I went to two bar classes this week just to kind of change it up. I was in a heavy yoga mode for a few weeks, yoga and walking. And so I kind of switched it up this week and it was a nice change. That's awesome. For the booty bands, you bring them to the class or did you just do it yourself or? Uh, We have that little zen corner in our spare bedroom and we just have a mat down there at all times. So I've just been doing the booty band stuff at home. At home. Okay. But at bar, they have bands in some of the classes and a lot of the movements are the same. Gotcha. Okay. I've never done bar. So I honestly, that didn't connect for me, but that makes sense. We need to make it a goal by the end of the year. You try bar and I got to try Legree. Like we got, we got to do it. Do you go to bar a lot? A fair bit. I love bar. What, what studio or what place is it? At Power Life. So Power Life is a yoga slash bar slash like they have some sculpt and hit classes, which is nice because you can switch it up. Oh my gosh. I literally never knew that. I just thought it was a yoga studio. Oh, well, if you come to Omaha before the end of the year, we can just go give you my buddy pass. Wait, yay. Oh my gosh. I had no idea that that's what Power Life was. Why did I not know that? Yeah. I think bar to me is like a perfect in-between yoga and sculpt. Like if I'm not really able to like fist bump and do a sculpt class, bar is a little more like body feeling. I don't know. Okay. What do you do? build you a booty. It's like basically all for the booty. Really? You're like in ballet positions. That's what I thought. So it's like, but then you're like, usually you have a weight or a resistance band or like those squeezy balls. Okay. And then you'll do like a little cardio burst in between. So you might do like a ton of reps and then do mountain climbers to keep your heart rate up and then go back into a little series. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just like the perfect balance of spiritual, sweat, I don't know, tension. It's a good combo. Okay, fun. I'll have to look into that. And yeah, hopefully you can make out to Omaha. We can go. Yeah, hey. we, we do one day at bar, the next day at play. Yep. That's perfect. Okay, any other updates for you? What else is going on in your world? I think that's all I got okay, for cool. today. I got this new sweatshirt. Isn't it cute? It's super cute. Where is this from? So I've been obsessed with this brand for a while. It's Palo Santo Studios. Mm-hmm. And one of my vendors at New Wave, she brought it in like to sell on her rack this weekend. And I had been eyeing this thing. It's like $165 retail. She had it on her rack and I was like... <gasps> I must. I'm so excited because I got like half of what it would be and then I didn't have to pay for shipping. Wow. I just got to try it on. That's amazing. Yeah. It's very that was cute. honestly my peak because we all will be getting well acquainted with this crew deck. <laughs> no, it's so cute. Palo Santo Studios. Okay. We'll definitely have yeah. to check them out. Um, I'm going to say my peak of the week was going back to that walk at the zoo. I... Just was really having a great time. It was fun to catch up with my friend. I hadn't seen her in like a month. She's one of my friends from college. So I've known her for years. But I literally wrote down my peak was seeing the hippos at the zoo because they were just active when I went. I've been to the zoo three or four times in St. Louis. But the hippos, I had never really stopped and looked at them. And they were just like swimming and dancing right in front of the glass for everyone, which it's funny because hippos are the most deadly animal, I think, in the world. So it's funny. I'm like glorifying them as being so cute and fun. But they were just so cute and fun. And they were like showing their teeth and like playing with each other. I'm like, I have never looked at hippos for this long. And I just 
was very much enjoying it. Like they were just having a great time. And I was just, we stood there for like 10 minutes and just watched the hippos. It was crazy. It's the best when the animals are actually active. Yeah. They were like swimming around, splashing their little ears on the water. Wow. And I was reading the signs. I learned that when they poop, there's like a bunch of fish and snails and organisms in the water and they eat the hippo poop. And that's what keeps them going. I thought you were going to say that stuff came out of their poop. Oh, (laughs) that would be quite a fun fact, which that is not the case. But (laughs) there was like a sign that was like of the fish with like forks and knives and they're like eating the poop and they're like, oh my God. They're like, what a feast. I'm like, oh my gosh. And Kenzie was like, I remember that sign from when I was a kid. Like that sign stuck with me. She's like, I knew that fact because that's something you don't forget when you're seven. Okay. Speaking of childhood memories at the zoo. Of course, you went to Henry Dorley as a kid. Yeah, the Omaha Zoo. Yeah. And if anyone doesn't know, Omaha has the best zoo in the whole world. And it's true. People are going to get pressed. (laughs) I fight with people about that because the St. Louis Zoo can also be ranked as the number one zoo. But And San Diego, I think, right? And San Diego, yeah. San Diego, Omaha, maybe like Cincinnati. I feel like that one comes up a lot in Mm -hmm. rankings in St. Louis. But I was on a walking tour at Stanford. I got to go to Stanford for like a college thing. They gave us a tour, even though we're all seniors in college and already had picked our college. But the girl was a zoology major and she had been to over 50 zoos in the country. And we're on this tour and I'm like, what's your favorite zoo out of all the 50 that you went to? And she goes, the Omaha Henry Dorley Zoo was my favorite. And I'm like, that's wow. proof for me. You know what? <laughs> With all the rankings, because there's like different places that do rankings of the best zoo. I'm like, this girl has been to almost all of them. And she picked Omaha. And she studied it. So her vote is the only one that matters. Random girl, don't know who she is, <laughs> was also like a senior studying zoology. Yeah, I, I take her vote over everything. Sweet. Okay. Yes. So do you remember being in the aquarium as a kid and they had the life-size penguin statues? So you could see Mm -hmm. like, this is how big they actually are out of the water. And would you like stand and as you got older, like be as tall as the penguins? Yeah. You did that too? That's a memory you have? Yeah. Which, yeah, like the emperor penguins or the mm-hmm. puffins, all those things. Yeah, because you could like, you know, you're a little kid, so you're like as tall as them. And then as you grew, you're like, wait, I'm the size of this penguin now. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're bigger than all of them. And you're so old. So old. And now you're on a podcast just talking about penguins and hippos. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you're ever in Omaha, guys, you need to go to the Omaha Zoo. It's, again, ranked number one. It it's is good, pretty good, good because the Desert Dome is iconic. And then there's the Kingdom of the Night underneath, like mm-hmm. crocodiles. and Yeah, it's just massive. There's so many different exhibits. They have like some of the most different types of species of animals at a zoo in the U.S. I think was another reason that it was ranked. We have a white alligator. Do they still have that? I love that you're claiming the Omaha Zoo as yours and not the St. Louis. I barely <laughs> lived here. I don't claim it. Well... I will give some pros for them. It's free. I've gone four times now in the last year and I haven't paid a dollar. So that is nice. But experience wise, I feel like you get a really great experience at the Omaha Zoo. Yeah, there's like a butterfly thing, the desert dome. The jungle? The jungle, the largest indoor rainforest in the US. Oh my God, when you were a kid, would you not go across that bridge and like swing back and forth? 
yeah, they have a rope swing going across kind of like the monkey exhibit. I don't know if it's actually in the monkey exhibit, but there was a rope swing bridge, but and it was very swingy, but then they have in more recent years stabilized it. It doesn't swing anymore, but it was pretty janky. Like it was yeah, very it was scary. <laughs> scary. It was a very real jungle bridge, but I think they made it way more safe. Boo. And now they have the sky fari that like goes over the giraffes and the elephants, I think. That's yes. so cool. Yeah. Oh, and you could feed the fish. You would be up on that big stand and all those, like thousands of those orange fish all on top of each other. Oh, yeah. But with by the other monkeys? Yeah, like away. Yeah. It's a cool uh, place. Yep. It um, needed that. We've had this podcast for almost two years and the Omaha Zoo never once got a shout from us. I don't think so. Yeah, but I think it's worth the hype. The hype is real. I will say I was looking through old photos last week when my parents were here and I was just thinking about how great it was to grow up in Omaha. There's just so many nice things that the city has. Like the picture that reminded me of that was we got to go to the Olympic swim trials. So if you want to be an Olympic swimmer on the U.S. swimming team, you have to go to the trials, the pre-Olympic races, and they're hosted in Omaha. So like at 10 years old, I'm seeing Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Wait, I was at the same event. People. Yeah, 2008. Yes, because I did Oh my God, we were in the same room. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I literally have pictures like of Michael Phelps walking past me. And that was like the buzz was this big up and coming swimmer. And then what fast forward a month or two later, he's all over the news. I'm like, yeah, I was I was in the room with him. Like I watched him walk right past me before he blew up. But no, you get all these cool experiences. Like Olympic swim trials are here. The College World Series is in Omaha, which is the World Series for the baseball teams for colleges. That's so fun. There's just a lot of really cool experiences that I feel like a lot of mid-sized cities don't have. Who can say they have all these things? Okay, let's read your guys' peaks. Anna said, planning a weekend trip away with some new friends. That's amazing. We love that. Mia said, got all of my classes canceled this week. I've been drowning in school for my last semester before student teaching. So this was the perfect time for productivity and a reset before winter. You guys keep me motivated and have made such a difference in my life. Have a great week, guys. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Wow. Glad we can help you be motivated. We love that. Thanks for the kind words. Brooke said, got our engagement pictures done and almost have all of our big wedding vendors booked. That's amazing. Glad you're making some progress. Wedding planning can be really hard. So very happy for you. Jillian said, I'm a server and my table tipped me 40%. Oh, I love that you're recognizing. I mean, obviously that was a big thing, but still just the little moments in your day today that make working not so bad. Yay, there we go. And as always, send in your peaks of the week on our Instagram at Already Friends Podcast. All right, let's get into what would your bestie do? Holidays edition. I have a disclaimer. For I don't know what reason, I have just felt very like high today. I the, These studio lights are really bright in my eyes, but they always are. And I don't know <laughs> what is going on. Completely sober. I got a matcha. Maybe the matcha was laced, but I feel like I'm going to be really trying to do my best to answer these questions. <laughs> yeah, I told Allison I'm also on the struggle bus today. So we're just going to work through these problems. We're going to work through it. We're all going to find a solution. But yeah, just know that we're doing our best over here. <laughs> Might be a space cake. <laughs> Some of these situations are very complicated, so just buckle up. Let's do this. Okay, first question. Also, these are anonymously sent in from our listeners also on our Instagram. Just another shout. You can always send in your what would your bestie do questions literally at any time throughout the month. Just put WWYBD and then put your question in, DM it to us, and we'll throw it in our document for future episodes. Perfect. 
Okay. So one of the questions from our listeners, do I get all seven of my nieces and nephews gifts or do I do one big holiday experience with them? In my experience, Connor has some nephews. I don't have any nephews or nieces yet, but I feel like my gut instinct is just to have a conversation with their parents, especially when they're younger kids get really excited and they love gifts and stuff, but the parents are the ones that have to deal with maybe having a lot of junk or having a lot of excess things. So talk with them, talk with your brother, sister, brother-in-law, whoever, and just see what their expectation is. If they're totally fine with seven gifts for all seven of them, go for it. Maybe they would prefer that you just do an activity with them or they want you to save money. Maybe they understand that you're in a tight pickle this year with money wise or just totally, I think, go through them because I don't think the kids would know any different depending on their age. If you are getting them gifts, if you're not, because I feel like when I've seen younger ones opening gifts on the holidays, it's just a free for all. They don't know who got them what. It's just madness. So yeah, I think I would go that route and see what they say. I love that. You could also come up with something that you do every year that's different but small. For example, my mom's sister, because we had a ton of nieces and nephews, she would get these like little baby piggy banks that were like, I don't know, three or four inches. And she was a server. And so she would never spend her change. So she would just evenly drop it in all the different piggy banks throughout the year. And so then we would always get like a cute different little piggy bank from my aunt. And you know, who knows? You're a kid. So there could have been 10 to $30 in there, but it was her way of being able to do it like all year long. And then we thought it was like so fun because then we would go spend the quarters at like the candy store down the street. Yeah, that's such a great idea. Thanks. Yeah, that made me think of starting a tradition of like, maybe you host a cookie decorating thing every year or you host a little activity and maybe it's a new craft every year. So maybe it's making a new ornament or making, I don't know, something like that. There's so many cute crafts on Pinterest. So if you want to do a big gift for all of them, maybe it's an activity. And every single year they're like cookies with Kara or whatever your name is. You like can trademark it and have that as the thing that you do. I love that. Like gingerbread house making. Yeah. With candy canes. Yeah. That's a great activity. And then if they could all work on them together, then you eat it and it's over with. Yeah. And who doesn't love cookies or a baked good like that? That's perfect. Like doing that. Okay. Next question. How do you balance feeling like a gift is meaningful and enough without spending a fortune? Oh, I think that's like the biggest thing I struggle with because I am such a thrifty person myself. It's like very rare that I like really splurge on items unless like I really want them. So selfishly, I'm like... I would never even spend this much on myself, but then like, I don't want to be cheap and just get them something at a price point that I would buy it. But Mm -hmm. I think it's important to remember that like for some people, they love to give gifts. Like that is a gift to them. And I've always felt like, okay, well, if they get me a gift, that's X amount. I have to return at that same amount. But it doesn't always have to be that way. And if you have someone in your life who's just like totally an over gifter, that's their choice. Hmm. And yeah, that's something that they can't be putting out all these different gifts and expecting to get that back if that's the situation that you're in. Yeah. And it totally might not. I just, that helps me feel less bad if my gift isn't like 100% up to par in either the financial or meaning department. Last year, I did do, start my Christmas shopping early. And I feel like that helps a lot because if I can just do like one a week, financially it spaces it out, memory, creativity wise. And then if you just see something, I actually already have like maybe 10 Christmas gifts. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If I see something like throughout the year, 
I'm like, this is going to be perfect for that person. I just get it. And it's so nice to have. Yeah. That probably also helps with not spending a fortune because that probably is the big thing that stresses people out with the holidays is maybe you're waiting until like a week or two weeks before Christmas and then you're buying everything at once. And that's why it feels like everything's a fortune. But if you can space it out and maybe write down some general ideas now and just kind of like go about your life and see if they kind of pop up when you're at the mall or when you're shopping, then you can just kind of pick them up then and there spaced out. That's always good. Yeah, because otherwise in the midst of the holidays, you're not only paying for gifts, but you're paying for the dinners to bring entrees to travel. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, you're getting your hair and nails done because you haven't seen these people in a while. There are so many expenses associated with the holidays. And some of those you can only spend at that time. So for me, trying to get gifts done early is a big help. Yeah. And even going back to the question, I don't think that everyone, kind of like you were saying, not everyone perceives an expensive gift as meaningful. Someone could buy me really expensive earrings and I know that they're worth a lot, but if they have no meaning or if I don't, like if they're ugly, like it might not perceive to me in the way that the person that bought them, it's not as special. So I don't think that money necessarily makes for a great gift. I think just trying to tap into the special experiences that you guys have had together, inside jokes. I don't know. I feel like there's a balance of having like a quality item, but also like putting your own spin on it. I feel like that makes for a perfect gift at any price point. With that, I feel like getting gifts for your parents or grandparents can also be tough because they might make more money than you. They've been alive longer, so they probably have a lot of things already. For my family, our elders love experiences. So from Clay's grandma last Christmas, we made her these custom little coupons that she could redeem at a later date. One was like a coffee date at Myrtle and Cypress and one was brunch at like our favorite place. And we were like, we will pay for it. You can choose anytime, like when you text us, if we're available, we're going to go. And for my dad for his birthday last week, we got him a personal training coupon with Clay to redeem anytime for like one-on-one training. We designed it all in Adobe or you could use Canva like with the photos and like make it quirky. And so I feel like that has meaning, but you know, those only cost like 30 or $40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're making it personalized and yeah, it's not all about how much it actually costs. Like not everyone wants really expensive jewelry, really expensive electronics. So yeah, I think that's some great advice, good insight on how to balance prices versus meaning. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. 
Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash already friends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash already friends to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the already friends podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, this person said an appropriate way to ask family friends not to buy you impractical things or stuff you won't use. This can actually be a bit more complicated of a scenario than you would think because I know in my family, we had someone send out a text to everybody probably in October of last year saying they didn't want anything. Their kids don't need anything. They have everything they need. They're blessed. Like they just want the holidays to be about spending time together. And it made everyone really like not upset, but it was kind of tough because the grandparents love buying gifts for their grandkids and they felt bad that they were going to buy gifts to the other grandkids and those ones weren't going to get anything. Like it kind of did create a funny dynamic, which is crazy because, you know, the reason for the season is family and on pen and paper, that is a very noble thing to do. But it did kind of cause quote unquote controversy because no one knew what to do. No one knew how to act because they'd be getting gifts for everyone instead and just felt quote unquote taboo. I know in that situation, they did end up letting their kids get gifts, but that's definitely a tough situation to go through. Wow. that I do see how it could make the other person sad to not be able to give the gift. Yeah. I recently experienced that with my birthday with Clay's parents. So Clay's family is very thoughtful. Like there's, if it's someone's birthday or there's like a baby shower, like they're always so good about celebrating people and make sure that they feel loved and getting the attention they deserve on that day. And as you guys know, I said on my birthday, I cried from feeling overwhelmed. So I'm like, (laughs) I was already didn't know how to spend time with myself and Clay and my family and whatever. And so we had to communicate to his mom. He was like, truly for her birthday, what she wants is just quiet. You don't, and she was like, but I want to like have her over and I want to celebrate her. And Clay was like, well, for her birthday, she is saying thank you so much because I feel like it's easier if Clay relays that like, and he can take like my side of the story and relay it to his mom in a way that, you know, speaks her language. And he's like, truly, she doesn't want all that. She just loves getting gifts that are like, like a coffee gift card and a nice note. Like that would make her day. That's all she wants. And her mom was, his mom was like, okay, well, so like, you just want me to drop it off then? He's like, yes, that's perfect. And then she did that. And I know it was like, hard for her, but she got me this amazing tea set and I can actually use it. It was the perfect gift and then a gift card to a coffee place next door. And so, you know, we met in the middle. Like it was hard for her because she wanted to do something nice and make me feel loved, but I get so overwhelmed by that. (laughs) And it's so hard because you don't want to offend them. But I also didn't want her wasting money or time making something. And it has taken 
years and lots of conversations to have, you know, his family understand me and to have my family understand him. But the only way to get to that is to just be honest. And even them, maybe, you know, they let their kids, in your family's case, the kids got gifts this year, but at least the parents communicated like, hey, as an adult, we really don't want anything. And I think that they're also then kind of trying to say like, if we don't get your kid a gift, then also please don't be alarmed. We still love them. We're here for the time, not the gifts. I think it's kind of a two-way street. Have a conversation. Make sure you're using the right mode of conversation, going through the right people. And then on the flip side of that, if there's older grandparents and they want to buy your kids stuff or they want to buy you something, sometimes I think you just need to bite your tongue and just say thank you. Even if it's something that you're right, like you're never going to use. If that makes your older grandparent that happy to buy you something, you know, maybe you do just kind of need to like go along with it. I know because I made it made everyone so happy when they went along with it. So I don't know. I see both sides. I think it's yeah. to weigh and see what, like, I think either way could go great. You just need to weigh your options and just see what makes sense in your situation. Maybe if your family was close and you have a group text, everyone could ask like what their love language or yeah, their love language is. And if someone's mm-hmm. is quality time, then you could tell like, okay, that person's definitely going to want a more experience oriented gift. If someone says, what's one of the other ones? Oh, words of affirmation. Maybe Mm -hmm. something that has an engraved date or like a really nice letter or one year uh, we did like these voice recording ornaments for our grandparents. So you could like push it each year and it would like say a little message based off of whatever people's people's love languages are. You could kind of go that route too. Yeah. And also... I know some families, like if I went to my parents, I'm like, please don't buy me stuff that I won't use. I know that won't offend them. So if you have a family that you can just be open and blunt with each other like that, just tell them that. Like, it's just this case by case on your situation. And I feel like if I told my grandma, hey, please don't buy me anything junky, she'd be like, okay. Like, I think it just depends on your relationships and if you can talk to your family like that. But if it is more delicate, then just look at the pros and cons of bringing it up and just see, see what makes sense. Mine and my significant other's parents have Thanksgiving together. My dad likes to talk about politics. What do you advise in this situation when we don't want to talk about politics? Oof. I will say, I think that's a pretty normal situation. I do feel like a lot of that older generation, like they love to talk about politics. Mm -hmm. And so I think it would be appropriate to say like mom and dad, guardians, whoever, like let's get to know each other Outside of religion, what are the three? No money, religion, or politics are supposed to be talked about at the dinner table. Okay, yeah. I think that there's... I've heard that phrase. I don't know what they are though, but that sounds right. Well, whatever it is. There might be two more. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there is a, a longer list. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's right. Like maybe just try to gear the conversation away because even though that might be an awkward to bring up with your dad, it's going to be way more awkward if shit hits the fan in the middle of a dinner and... Once things are set out set out loud in situations like that, they can't be unsaid. Yeah. And it's easy if that's the case and everyone agrees on their politics and whatever. But when you disagree, like you said, she hits the fan. That can cause family issues for years and years down the road. I think about my family holidays and I feel like we never talk about politics because there's like coordinated activities and fun games always playing. So then there's not, you don't have to fill the air with, politics and small talk. So I think my best advice in the situation is to bring some board games, bring some fun new games and activities for everyone to do. Because I feel like politics comes up when you need small talk or you need something to talk about or something to do. 
Yeah, that's a good idea to direct the focus away. Mm-hmm. I do think if it starts to get brought up, it's okay to be like, I don't even think we should go there. Okay, all right, time for a conversation change. I was recently at an event and an older person kind of made a snide comment towards me about a political thing. And I could have, you know, gone into it and replied. And I was like, I am not even going to go there. So I just immediately changed the conversation. So I think that would probably be appropriate to do too, is just direct it away. If it's, if you can see that path unfolding. Yeah. And I think it's always good to remind ourselves that even though we might think our viewpoints are 100% right, everyone has their own lived life, their own experiences. Politics can divide us. Let's just not, I think it's good to just be the bigger person. Don't let it divide us and just, you know, take a deep breath. And even if what they're saying is absolutely crazy and bonkers, like you said, just redirect the conversation. Talk about something that you want to talk about. The things and, you do have in common. Yeah, find the common ground. Talk about the things that you have in common because it's not worth it to argue with someone that you're probably never going to convince them to think differently. So don't ruin the holidays over like wanting to be right. It's never worth it. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, my mom told me, Allison, you know what? You're always allowed to have an opinion doesn't always mean it needs to be shared. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And it's like, yeah, you're right. doesn't always need to be brought up or argued. And a lot of the time, as you learn later on in life, you're never going to change someone's opinion. So what's the point in getting in these arguments? It's probably just going to make that person dig down into their beliefs even more and get defensive. And then there's alcohol involved in these situations. It's a formula for a mess. So the people pleaser in me says, bring some card games, bring... <laughs> With apples to apples, Cards Against Humanity, bring some of those. Like those are very fun and keep keep the energy light, keep it fun. Exactly. And it's not to say that having these conversation isn't important and don't like need to be done. But when everyone is gathered around on a holiday and you're trying to just like, you know, remember the reason for the season and get along and see each other, that's not the time to have those arguments, in my opinion. Yeah. There are 300 some other days of the year that you could go have coffee, go have a one-on-one and hash that out and whatever you need to do. But the time is not over the holidays. Yeah. And remember who you're doing it for. I think a lot of the holidays, we're doing it for our grandparents or we're doing it for certain family members. And if that makes them uncomfortable, like let's be considerate of them. Let's nip it in the bud. If they love it, then hey, go all for it. Go go for the heated debates. But I don't know, my experience, it's best to come prepared, have some fun games, fill the conversation other ways. and. Yeah, just bite your tongue because it's not worth it. That's great. Okay, speaking of in-laws, this person says, I have a hard time connecting with them and getting past their negativity. How do I overcome their petty comments? I think if there's one particular person that's kind of making a lot of petty comments, I would maybe like pull them aside and maybe just like have a heart to heart with them and be like, hey, whatever it is that is rubbing you the wrong way about me, like what is that? Is there anything I could do? Or just try to like level with them. And I feel like sometimes if you politely call people out on something like that, they might realize like, oh, maybe I am being like a little too hard on them. And they can feel that way, but maybe they will stop like actually verbalizing it and embarrassing you. Yeah, I think with in-laws, if someone is making continuous comments and making you feel little, that is on your partner to be your rock and to be the voice of reason in those situations. I just don't think that that's on you to have to go to the mother-in-law or the father-in-law and tell them what they're doing. I feel like that's your partner's job because they're the ones that have the relationship with them. They can be direct with them. 
and they can probably tell them how it is without, I don't know, completely ruining all relations. So I think lean into your partner and tell them what needs to be said. And hopefully they can be the voice of reason and say that to them and express how you're feeling because your feelings are definitely valid. And there probably is situations where the mother-in-law or the father-in-law is saying things that are just completely making you feel, I don't know, unheard, unseen. So I think my advice would be to just lean into your partner. And if they're the person that's meant for you, they will hear you and they will have your back. Because at the end of the day, if these are your true in-laws, you guys are married. You are committed to each other over family. Like by the definition of marriage, you're supposed to pick each other over your parents. So I think that person should have your back and hopefully be able to communicate that to the offending party. I was going to say the exact same thing about that being your new family. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of other questions about like in-laws and splitting time. So I feel like this kind of segues into that where it's important to communicate you to your family, your partner to their family, that you two together are your own new family. Mm -hmm. And you also have to prioritize that relationship and saying like, okay, if you guys want us over here for dinner and these holidays, it's super important to you. Well, guess what? They also have a family who wants them over there. Mm -hmm. And in order to make both families happy, we've got to keep it even. Mm -hmm. And you guys know how sad you feel when we're not here. They're also feeling the same thing. So of course, both parties or both sides want you there the whole time to be included. But mathematically, like that's just not possible. So for Clay and I, we like kind of go hour for hour on those big days. Like, of course, during the rest of the year, it's like, oh, your family has a thing, mine has a thing, whatever. But on a day like Thanksgiving, it might be like, okay, we're going to spend three hours at this event, three hours at the next one, three hours at the next one. Mm-hmm. And then it helps us communicate to our families like, yeah, we're keeping it even. Yeah. Hands hey, up. The three hours are up. <laughs> like we got to go. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's good advice. Keep it even and communicate that. Everyone's family matters. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another question. How do you deal with family members who bring out your past self that you are trying to move on from? That sounds horrible. I'm so sorry that that's happening. I, I would like to say I would like do the right thing in this, but I feel like I would get really defensive and hurt over that. Mm -hmm. That sounds awful. Especially I think about that phrase. That's like, Not everyone gets to have access to the new version of you, but it sounds like these family members are getting access to the new version of you. So it seems really hurtful that they're trying to hold you to your old ways, especially if you're trying to grow and change. Yeah. And one of the books by Brianna Vice, she says like, allow people to show you that they've changed. Seems like your family members need to read Saltwater. (laughs) Yeah. Send them that book, drop it under the tree. uh, No, I would just probably be pretty blunt with the conversation. like please accept me. It makes me not want to come around anymore. And I would love to be here. But when I don't feel safe and welcomed, it makes me not want to come to these things. So I'd really appreciate if you could be nicer and more inviting. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And if you communicate that, how you're feeling, they better be understanding if you don't come to future things, if they're going to keep creating an environment where you don't want to come back and you don't feel welcome and safe. Also, don't let their opinions and their beliefs or whatever they're saying about you affect who you are. Try to practice knowing exactly who you are when you're going into these situations because like we always say, other people's actions have nothing to do with you. So whatever they're saying to you about who you've become or what you did in your past, that has literally nothing to do with you and has everything to do with their own insecurities, 
their own projections. Maybe they hold shame. Maybe they're just how you were in the past and they're still in that stage of life and you've grown and moved on from what that was, but maybe that's still exactly how they are and they feel shame that you've kind of grown out of whatever phase of life that was and they're throwing it on you. Like you never know why people are digging at you and belittling you and it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you, but just know it literally has nothing to do with you and has everything to do with them. Mm -hmm. Because let's say you stopped drinking and your family drinks a lot. You sitting there like not drinking is reflecting onto them and that's Mm -hmm. pushing that wound if that's something that they're trying to work on. So yeah, don't take it personal. Hold your head high, get through it. And also know that no family is perfect. Even the greatest of families where everyone's still married and everyone's alive and well, like there are dynamics and problems that arise. So just we'll, we'll all just get through the holidays together. Yeah. A lot of these situations can be extremely stressful. So make sure you're taking care of yourself before you go into the holidays. Think about what makes you feel good. What habits you can bring into travel if you're traveling to grandparents or family members' houses and you're getting out of your routines. How can you tap into those routines that make you feel grounded, that make you feel good? So it's not just piling thing on top of thing and then bad situation arises and you just explode. So yeah, I think think about those uh, to kind of prepare you for when things go wrong. Yeah. During those family events, if you're spending hours on hours, I think it is totally appropriate to say that you're going to go for a walk. You're going to run an errand. You're going to go get a coffee and like take that time away because you might be interacting with people that you don't see on a day-to-day basis. So you're probably getting drained in a different type of way because you might have to be bringing up everything that you've been up to lately or getting asked some hard questions about your future or are you having kids? Are you getting married? There can just be a lot So definitely take the time for yourself that you need in order to show up like at the dinner table when it matters. Yeah, those are great shouts. I love all of that. Thank you. Is that the end of today's episode? I think that's the end of today's episode. Thank you again to everyone who's touching questions. We hope you have a very happy and safe holiday season. Hopefully these tips helped. We, again, we're not feeling great today, but I think we did a good job. I think we actually came through with some solid advice. So pats on the back for us. We showed up and did our best and that's all we can all ask of each other every day. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode of Already Friends. See you guys next week. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much again for listening to another episode. We seriously appreciate all the love and support and to show our appreciation, Allison's going to announce a giveaway that we have going on and she's going to tell you how you can get entered. All right. What you can win is a big PR box full of all of these awesome products. There will be something in there for everyone in order to get entered. There are two things you can do. One is to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Make sure to send a screenshot of that to our Instagram. That way we know you left that review or you can put something up on your Instagram story, whether that's a screenshot of the podcast episode you're listening to, a quote that you resonated with, and tag us so that we can make sure to see it. And then we will put you into our chart of your name and we will draw at the end of the year. As always, if you guys want to stay connected with us, you can join our Facebook group, Already Friends Podcast, Friend Squad. You can also join our Patreon page, patreon.com slash friends. It's $5 a month for a bonus episode every single month with access to our entire backlog of bonus episodes. Guys, so many good topics there. So go check that out. And yeah, as always thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys next time bye Bye.